0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight.
1: I think for all of us, what's truly important is to bring the sort of level of consciousness and enthusiasm, really, for not just something that's Taiwanese, but what it means to be a Taiwanese company.
0: That's Musee Wu founder of a and Creative and also branding director of Taihu Brewing. Muze was talking about the common views that she had with the friends that she works with at Taihu Brewing. Muze was born and grew up in the U.S. Her parents grew up in Taipei, and she has lived around many places in the world but decided to make Taiwan her base. Why she chose Taiwan was because she felt that the art scene was lacking here, and she really thought that she could make a difference. Well, that was years ago. She studied at NYU in comparative literature with concentration in film theory and film literature. Besides being interested in film and literature, her company became the exclusive window display designer for Hermes, the famous scarf brand, about four years ago. We begin today with Musee talking about where she gets her ideas for her creations in everything that she does.
1: Because I studied film, a lot of inspiration comes from movies and like various film movements or different eras. Okay, uh, can you
0: give an example? Maybe in a, a past display you've done before for Hermes or something like that. I don't know.
1: That was inspired by a film.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> quite a few of them actually. Okay. So uh, one year we did uh, some a display that was uh, about metamorphosis. The theme of the year was metamorphosis okay you know we were having a pretty hard time coming up with ideas so and I was like all right I'm gonna go home not think about this and maybe watch a watch a film at that point I picked up I think it was a a Wong Kar Wai movie that yeah it was a
0: Hong Kong movie director yes
1: a Uh Hong Kong movie director who I really love
0: you want to say a little bit about what kind of genre he is
1: his movies are very romantic, very beautifully filmed. Yeah, right? it's very visual, it's, isn't it? It's very visual. The stories are a little bit fantastical, right? Okay. You're not really sure if what's happening is reality or somebody's fantasy, one of the characters' fantasies. Um, like, his, his, his stories aren't plot-driven. They're motion-driven, right? And, like, visually driven films that are just washed and beautiful saturated colors. Um, he he works with like one of the best cinematographers in the world. So yeah, this so, display is right and by so so it was inspired by Wong Kar-wai uh, I think 2046. So in the mood for love movie, yeah. is one of my favorite films and uh, 2046 is related to that. And and so that got me to thinking about metamorphoses in film and not just in, within the, these films themselves but and the the main character who's played by Tony Liang, Liang Chao Wei, mm-hmm. but also metamorphosis of the, the director, right? And his uh, aesthetic takes, like, how was it different from the, the film that he made 20 years ago? And why is there a continuation of that? And, and, and of course, the visually stunning colors that he had helped to inspire one season of, of Windows where we used... So was it like a scene from the movie? I, the know, display? I think it was just the an overall itself? like
0: mood. I guess there was a lot of color. Was
1: it? Yeah. So we used like highly saturated, bright colors ah. um, in our display.
0: Well, apparently you had some kind of directing before, even though you never studied directing.
1: Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say directing. Um, <laughs> it's uh, a
0: director's assistant. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I was. I was a director's assistant when uh, I was uh, a year or two after I had come back to Taiwan from New York. And uh, yeah, I was a director's assistant and I did some production work here in Taiwan with a uh, music video director who also did uh, work in commercials, uh, advertising. That was very important for me because my Chinese was very bad. Uh, reading was okay, but uh, a lot of, you know, when, when people got into deeper conversations or I was trying to express myself, I would have to revert to English. That working experience really just helped my Chinese to improve exponentially everyone I was working with was Taiwanese they didn't speak English at all or even they did it was very terrible so uh, it kind of forced me to push myself to practice Chinese and to practice in a way where I could express myself coherently
0: so that was quite an experience I mean you mm. eventually you're going to want to go back to that directing I mean really sitting in the director seat someday
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good question. That was my dream actually to like be a director, but I'm not sure if I really want to do that anymore now. Oh, why is that? It's mm. not as easy as you thought, or what? No, I mean it, it. It's fun. It's it's obviously much more glamorous to be the director, but after having worked in the film industry, you know, on and off for the past eight years, I actually think the most important aspect of a film is the the screenplay so if I were to go back to doing anything film related it would most likely be in the capacity of a a screenwriter yeah after all you studied I literature yes (laughs) I did and I think that's a, a, a big problem that I see in uh I should word this carefully one of the issues that I've observed in Mandarin or Taiwanese produced films is that uh, I don't think the, the screenplays are strong enough. Mm-hmm. Taiwan experienced its uh, filmmaking heyday in the 80s and 90s and uh, just hasn't really recovered or, or seen, you know, such strong filmmaking since then and, and I've questioned why and, and kind of studied that. I think it has to do with the script. I think there are amazing stories to be told, in Taiwan, for sure. I just, they're not being expressed well enough or written mm. well enough.
0: You know the person who introduced me to you? Mm, you know yes. how he said about you? He said that you're someone who knows <laughs> everybody in Taiwan.
1: That's <laughs> You
0: want to you explain that? I, I know a lot of people. That's very true. How come you know so many people? Are, are these people just attracted to you? Did they just come to you and introduce themselves? Or are you you're someone who's curious about everybody else and then you make friends with everybody that you meet. What kind of person uh, are you?
1: I think it's it's both, a little okay. bit of both. People um, are curious about me and they want to talk to me. I love talking to people and meeting new people. Uh, and I've been very lucky in the sense that I've worked in so many different industries and done odd jobs. You know, I was a bartender and then I worked in film uh, and then I worked at a actually at a tech startup company in Taiwan.
0: And you're not really into tech, are you?
1: It was a it was a social media analytics and consulting company. Okay. So like there was like a program. like I'm really bad at using the computer <laughs> to Same be honest. Here. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was uh, also doing like creative direction for them. Oh yeah. it's still your field. Oh good. Right. So it was still my expertise but yes. in a in a different field.
0: You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. You know, I've forgotten the fact that you were a bartender at an art gallery, too. (laughs) Now, that's quite an interesting combo. But see, I'm sure you meet people that way, too, right? So you learned bartending when you were in New York. So you brought that skill back here to Taiwan. I did. um, That
1: was the first job I had when I came back to Taiwan.
0: So of course now you're branding director for Taihu Brewing. There's a lot of your expertise to put into that and which is actually your focus this whole year.
1: Well bartending is quite different from brewing beer. I would say bartending is much easier. <laughs> there are all these fancy cocktail places. But when I was working at that bar it was we were just kind of throwing some things together and handing them over. Most of my time was spent just talking to people <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know what you threw into that drink right because as <laughs> right, you're talking right. you forget
1: what you put in there well half the time i was just getting drunk too because we didn't actually have that many people coming to the bar because <laughs> oh. they're there for the art not for the for the, <laughs> right, for, the, right. for, the for the drinks but I, I you know i personally believe that art is better appreciated when you're a little bit drunk so. <laughs> Oh, okay. I should try that yeah, yeah, I should try that. <laughs> Come <laughs> okay. have a beer next yeah. time at, at, at one of our stores, and then you can go. <laughs> All right. That
0: is cool. Well, um, if it sounded like, you know, uh, we're talking about, you know, here and there with Muse, that's because Muse's life is just so colorful. <laughs> you know, she's just doing everything and anything in Taiwan and outside Taiwan. I think there are more and more people like you who wear so many different hats. Mm. You know, and um, because there's so many things to try out in Taiwan, yeah. right? Yeah. To end off, I want to pop you a couple of questions. Okay. Um, it's one of those where I say, what's the first thing you think of when I say blah, blah, blah? All right. So here goes. <laughs> um, what's the first thing you think of when I say the color green and Taiwan related?
1: And Taiwan related? Yeah.
0: Your answer's got to be Taiwan related.
1: Taidong. Uh, Taidong. Yeah. I've
0: had someone say that before. Now why? Why Taidong?
1: Uh so I really like going down to Taidong and mm. spending time there. My family is we're not from there. <laughs> <laughs> but we are we have a property down there. Okay. So we're thinking or we are in the process of uh, building a, a little home in Taidong. Oh wow. Yeah. So I like spent a,
0: a you know, a place for retirement kind of. Ah uh, oh, oh 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 sorry. <laughs> That's still early, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, not for me. No <laughs> I mean not for you. I mean I mean for your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a fun place to for the family to go down to. Taidong is really the the most probably the most beautiful and untouched part of Taiwan. Green always connotes that place in my head. Right. It's super green down there. The yeah, water I have the ocean been there once, green. yes. You know, there's the oh. mountains, um and uh the fields that that are down there. Yes. It's nothing like Taipei City. Yeah. No, and you know, that's that's one of the things that I tell people all the time, even not just people who are visiting, but like my friends who, who live in Taipei and stayed in Taipei for too long, you know, I'm like you get out of the city because Taipei is really such a small part of, of Taiwan. Like sure. the rest of this country is just amazingly, it's beautiful, right? And the majority of Taiwan actually probably looks like Taidong, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> I encourage my friends to, like, go out and explore the rest of Taiwan. And for, right. for people who visit tai- Taipei or Taiwan, I tell them to spend three days in Taipei. That's more than enough. And then go out to, like, to and to Taidong,
0: Oh, yeah. That is true. Yes. So, yes, Taidong on the eastern coast of mm-hmm. Taiwan. All right. Okay, another one. Okay. Um, what's the first thing you think of uh, if you want to find a place to be by yourself?
1: Taiwan related. Yeah,
0: <laughs> of course.
1: I would say, um, I think it's called Jingguashi.
0: Jingguashi is the former mining
1: yes. coast. It's near a uh, gold mining place. Yeah. Up north near Jilong. Yes. Oh, why is that? I actually haven't been there in in quite a while, but uh, when I was in my early mid twenties, I would drive up there quite often just by myself, because uh, there's the ruins of the the mine. Yes, right? that's it's still there, mm, M- covered in moss. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yes, and and it overlooks the the ocean. Yes, it's high up. It's amazing, and uh, I would go there when I was feeling down or. Not even when I was feeling down. So when I just wanted to take a drive right by myself, and I actually purchased uh, a painting two years ago depicting that place. You got it hang in your room. Yeah, it's a, It's in my. It's in my living room. All right. It's very big, <laughs> and uh, but I re- remember seeing this painting at the uh, exhibition of this young female artist uh, when she was showing at my friend's gallery, and I fell in love with it immediately because so I was like, "This is the exact." atmosphere that and 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 sort of it's a feeling of being alone but not lonely
0: ah okay nicely put okay
1: that uh was exactly how i felt about that area jinguash oh great and i bought that painting
0: all right (laughs) Well, I see all the reason why you decided to make Taipei or rather Taiwan your base um, mm. because of those places you love so much. Yeah. And you've just introduced two of the awesome places that we have here in Taiwan to our listeners. Yeah. Great. Well, it was really fun talking to you, Muse.
1: You too, Shirley. Yes. great to, to, to be here.
0: All right. <laughs> and um, good luck with everything you're doing. Thank you. Which I'm sure you're already doing great. <laughs> Thank and, you. And um, yeah, I, you know, every now and then you're going to hear about your stories in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Musee. Thank you.
1: Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan.
0: Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds.